like nostalgic movie review from Nerdy Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to New Nostalgic Movie Reviews. I'm David. And I'm Steven. And today we are looking at Steven's pick, Dickie Roberts, former child star. This is a 2003 film, uh, PG-13, an hour and 38 minutes. The IMDb synopsis says a 30-something former child star hires a foster family to recreate the childhood he never had. Cast and crew. We got the director, Sam Weissman. And then it uh, looks like David Spade and Fred Wolf were writers on this as well. So I, th- I think yep. that's pretty cool. Top cast here. We got David Spade, Mary McCormick, uh, Alyssa Milano, Craig Birko. Sorry if I butchered that. <laughs> uh, Scott Terra and Jenna Boyd. Yes. This movie is one of my all-time favorites, as I had previously said, if you listen to our last episode. Um, this is my go-to feel-good movie. This is... I know it's going to be one that everyone's like, why is this just like one of your favorite movies? It's just the movie that anytime I've ever felt depressed or sad or just needed to cheer up, this is my go-to film for it. That and A Knight's Tale are my two go-to films to always get inspiration and just happiness from. And it's just pure joy. It is a dumb movie. It's very much a Happy Madison production. And I think it is actually done by Happy Madison as well. So I guess what are uh, some of your uh, best performances in the movie? Best performance. Who do you think? Best performance of the movie, I think, obviously, David Spade um, is just so good in this role. Honestly, this is one of my favorite David Spade solo roles, uh, especially starring roles. I haven't watched a lot of the David Spade starring movies. There's not too many that he does. I know there's like Joe Dirt and there's a few other ones. But this for me, he just he's usually so good as a duo he's a comedy duo person through and through like he always does great pairings with uh chris farley and adam sandler and some of the other guys but like i never thought he'd be like this good in a solo role and this movie has so much heart and comedy to it and i just i I don't know why i just love this character so much i think dickie roberts is one of his most fun characters i've ever seen him do on screen and i just fell in love with it completely yeah he's a He's definitely one of top performers for me as well. I think uh, David Spade, he's always really fun to watch. Uh, I like all the different characters he does. He has a few different mannerisms that he brings to Dickie Roberts that I think is interesting. And I don't know, he just, he really is a standout performance here. Also, like, very small role in the movie. Uh, John Lovitz is in this movie. (laughs) And... For the little he is in it, I just think he's absolutely hilarious. I love whenever I see John Lovitz in a movie. He just, he is so funny. Uh, so I th- I think he's, for as small a part as he had, he's a standout. He's Sydney. He's Dickie Roberts' agent in yeah. the movie. Um, I also really love Mary McCormick. She plays Grace in this movie. Uh, she's the mother of this family. And she's just, she's so good in this role. I think she she plays the motherly role so perfectly and so well. And she plays the, the way that she gets mad, the way that she reacts to everything. It's just so real. It's so nurturing. It's, she's just that pure good mother. There's even a line in the movie that I absolutely love where he said, I can't even write TV moms as good as you. And she says, that's the nicest thing that anyone's ever told her. And it's just true. Like she is just the epitome of what I think a TV mom is and through and through and i just love everything she did in that performance it was so soft and elegant and she's got such a 
unique like style to her that I just really enjoyed. Yeah, it's, they. I think she does a really good job as well. Um, I also, before we get into like some of our favorite moments, uh, I also want to mention uh, Scott Terra. He plays the son Sam. Yeah, I think he actually does a really good job. The first time I ever saw him was in the Ben Affleck uh, Daredevil movie, where he plays a young Daredevil. Oh, does he play a young? Uh, oh uh, God, what is his name? Matt Murdock. Yeah, he plays a young Matt Murdock. And so, like, when I saw him in this, uh, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's, it's Matt Murdock. <laughs> I think uh, he does a really good job as Sam. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I guess from there, uh, what are some of your favorite moments? Favorite moments. Some of my favorite moments from this movie are just a lot of just, like, the comical scenes and just, like, uh, like... For me, a lot of like even just like the standoff things that the kids say to him, like one of my favorite things will always be, and I even memorize this if I can do it right right here. It's the scene where Sally is talking to him and she's like, Dickie, when didn't you talk to me? All I hear is brick wall waterfall. Dickie thinks he's got it all, but he don't. And I do. So boom, with that attitude. Bang, bang, choo choo train, wind me up, I do my thing, a Reese's piece of seven up, you mess with me, I mess you up. <laughs> it's like the dumbest little like kid line ever, but it's one of those things that just stuck with me and I absolutely love it. And it's really funny because I watched a uh, TikTok recently where someone noticed who she was and they're like, Oh, you're the girl from Dickie Roberts. And they're like, Can you do the thing? And she still memorizes it or had to memorize from back then and did a whole TikTok video with the phrase again. <laughs> When I, when I saw that scene, it just reminded me of, like, elementary and middle school yeah. girls who just say dumb stuff like that. And I thought it was a funny scene, but then as she kept going, I'm like, oh, this is going on for way too long. It's funny, but, <laughs> yeah. oh, can, you can end now. But it just reminded me of, like, little girls do stuff like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Girls go to college to get more knowledge. Girls or boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider. It's just like the comical little things like that you heard on the playground. And the kids in this movie really encapsulate like how pure it is to be a kid and what it means to be a kid in this movie. And I think that's just amazing. Like you have the slip and slide moment, which is just hilarious. They pull out the slipping slide, trying to show them what toys were that played with when they were kids and of course, he goes on the slipping side with no water on it and just <laughs> burns his chest. Yeah, like, I cringed. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> then, then putting the water on, he's like, oh, that was fun, but it needs a little uh, a little bit more. And then puts vegetable oil on it <laughs> and then goes through a fence. Really go flying. I think uh, one of my favorite scenes is when David Spade and then the, uh, the son, Sam, uh, a new girl moves into the... Yes. And Sam has a crush on her. And I really like the scene where Dickie Roberts and Sam are on stilts dancing behind the fence to that song. Just my imagination. Like, yeah, to like woo her. And then Sam asks her on a date. I thought that scene was really endearing. And oh, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was a really great scene. It had just right amount of comedy, but it was also just sweet moment. Oh, yeah. No, that that's a, that's a really, really great scene, too. Um, I also just... Uh, I love the bully scene where he takes care of Sam's bully for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that one's that, just yeah. a, it's a funny scene. And the, the comebacks that he says to those kids is just hilarious. <laughs> and I also, I uh, enjoyed the scene where Dickie Roberts goes and he has that poker night with all his friends mm-hmm. and all of it, these, all of his friends are like 
also former child stars that used to be in famous tv shows as the kid actors and it's so funny yeah there's a (laughs) in that poker game there's yeah there's leaf garrett uh, screech from saved by the bell (laughs) and he talks on the phone with brendan fraser (laughs) yeah i love brendan fraser showing up in the movie he's or brendan fraser yeah fraser fraser he even says it in the movie it's fraser (laughs) (laughs) oh it's okay (laughs) Uh, yeah, that that all is really good. And then you have the, the dad from the Brady Bunch always bidding. Instead of money, he always does props from the Brady Bunch TV show. <laughs> I love when he brings up the prop of it's the tiki that brings bad luck. Yeah. And he's the little thing. Like, it, it makes me think of uh, in Scrubs in that episode. Uh, there's an episode where in Scrubs the uh, JD purchases that tiki online and it turns out that it was that actor selling the tiki like <laughs> oh, no, really home anymore no <laughs> that's amazing so funny uh, uh, so when i saw him and he pulled out the tiki i was i just died laughing that was great other favorite moment for me is definitely the uh helping sally for the cheerleading tryouts and then the cheerleading tryouts itself yeah like that was great i love that he was so into the choreography for that and he even talked about how he did some choreography with vanilla ice and uh he like like even like wrote out all of her steps like mapped out all of her steps and he memorized everything and taught it to her and then like he was doing it alongside with her while she's doing the performance like kind of in the background and the mom's just kind of like looking at him like you're the most adorable person in the world right now i love how much you help my daughter and i love how much you care about her and care to help her succeed and god damn you're a huge part of this family it's such a great moment i absolutely love yeah i i definitely loved that and how like he even drew out the steps yeah. of the band and stuff. That was sweet. It's it's so it's so just adorable. And then of course, um, one of the funniest scenes for me is the devil rabbit scene. Why am I right the now? the dog pulls the rabbit out? The they, they didn't know that the rabbit oh, had the neighbor's rabbit right. had died. The dog unburies the rabbit and pull it out, and they thought he got into the cage and killed the rabbit. So then they shampoo it, wash it up, and put it back in the cage. And then being such strong religious Christians that they are, they're like, oh my God, why is the rabbit back in the cage? And just because they knew they were radical Christians. Died a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> they was like, it's a devil rabbit. It's a sign of Satan getting, move out of that house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I forgot that scene, to be honest. But that is pretty funny. Uh, it's, it's, so, it's so funny. This kind of gets brought up throughout the movie, but I love moments where, you know, Dickie Roberts as a celebrity is kind of just over when fans on the street go and say, say your punchline, you know, mm-hmm. this is nucking fucks. Yeah. Like, and it, all the different cameos within the movie, those former child stars have those feelings. Yep. Like, don't ask me to do this. Like, everyone asks me to do this. And it kind of makes you think about it in real oh, life. Yeah. Like, if I met my, like, one of my favorite celebrities, like I, I wouldn't want to like do that to that. Do that, yeah, because they are people. And a lot of times, people don't treat celebrities as people, and you treat them they as them. too much of an idol, or you treat them as their characters and not as the performer they are. And you want them yeah. to do everything that they were as as the character, and not who they are as a person. And they get so tired of doing the same thing over and over again. Like I don't want to hear like my name's Dustin. It's not Screech. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And like uh, another good moment, I guess I will bring up one more is the end credit scene of this movie. I don't know if you watched this at all. 
the song. Yeah, there's a song where they have, I think, like, probably 40 different uh, actors from different shows and movies. Like TV shows. And from like... everywhere from the Brady Bunch, from, like, uh, the, even Kaniki from Greece is on there. We have different strokes. Like Three's Company. Company. Um, why am I drawing a blank on? Oh, Happy Days and like uh growing pains and a few other things and it's it's a great great song and in that entire song it's just all the actors being like quit telling me these things from the show i'm so tired i will bust your fucking head is even what they say in the song as i say they for a pg-13 movie they saved the one f-bomb yep (laughs) and it's great (laughs) all right so before we move on to our summary section what's next Next week, we are looking at my pick, uh, one of my all-time favorite animated movies, The Iron Giants. Let's sum it up. The summary is going to have some spoilers and stuff in it, so just so you guys know, uh, Dickie Robert, he was a child actor on a show that ran for six seasons called The Glimmer Gang. Um, After his show got canceled, he never found any good success again. His mom left him. He never knew who his father was. Uh, He tried everything. He changed his name several times. He changed his appearance. Even tried doing some of those like washed up celebrity shows like Celebrity Boxing, in which he gets his ass kicked by Emmanuel Lewis in the show, in the movie. <laughs> uh, Dickie hears about the, the role of the century, a new Rob Reiner film from his friend Leif Garrett uh, that he has poker nights with every Tuesday or Thursday or whatever it was for a movie called Mr. Blake's Backyard. Rob Reiner actually is a fan of Dickie Roberts from the Glimmer Gang and has a meeting with him where he tells him that he is exactly what he's pictured for this role. Like, you look the same way I picture Mr. Blake's backyard, or Mr. Blake. I I think that you have the right hair for it. You're the right height for it. You're the right, like, size and stature for it. But you're not a real person. You, You never got to feel what it was like to be a real person. You've always been a celebrity. You've always been a star. You've never been through what it takes to be a real person, which is a childhood. And Dickie takes that way too seriously and decides I'm going to relive my childhood and sells uh, his autobiography to get some money to be able to pay a family to put him up for a month so he can relive his childhood. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's, it's really funny to take a look at it. It's it's such an interesting premise for the beginning of the movie and everything. And it's just honestly just like really ridiculous, like how much of an asshole and everything Dickie is and how much he doesn't really know how to like be a person. And you can really tell that throughout all of this beginning of the movie. Like he just he just wants his stardom back. But he even like throughout the movie, he's talking about how he just wants to start him back because he misses everything. He misses the, he doesn't miss the fame and the, the, and the, the money or the limos or anything like that. He misses the feeling. He misses having his mom in town. He misses people being around. He misses actually like getting love. Cause he's a washed up actor that no one gives a shit about anymore. Well, and I guess the concept of like him having to, live with a family kind of brings a whole new meaning to like method acting. Yeah. <laughs> but like on a on a large scale, like you need to learn how to be a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He finds uh this family, the Finney family. The father of the family, George, hires him or I guess accepts the offer to take the money, twenty thousand dollars, whatever, to put him up for a month and stay in the kid's bedroom. So the mom's like doesn't know about it at all at first, but he's like, well, we need to pay for this and that, so 
just let it happen just deal with it and the kids and the mom are really not on board with this at all they're not wanting any part of this they think he's a creep he's washed up he's kind of a loser he's a dick most of the time he just doesn't care about anything other than himself and through a bunch of like mishaps and stuff he finally starts getting attached to the kids and attached to the mother and then like his ex reappears and his ex runs off um with grace's husband which was a (laughs) a weird thing to have yeah (laughs) uh but then he finally like has grace read the script of the movie because he doesn't know what the script even means like he wants this role so much because of what it's going to get him but he has no idea what this role means or what the character means at all she absolutely loves it she's like i totally understand why you love this so much i totally understand why you do something so ridiculous like hire a family now like this is amazing this is such a great story and he's like explain it then and she tries to explain it to him but he just doesn't get it and finally um throughout some mishaps he gets another audition with rob reiner because his agent actually offers his kidney to Rob Reiner to get an audition. I traded a kidney for an audition. You better get that part. It's so fucking funny, but uh, he realizes now that now that he's gotten the role and he's starting to get fame again, he's starting to get interviews. He's starting to get this again. He realizes on a flight to Hawaii to go start the filming that the entire premise of this movie that he's auditioning for he just lived himself. He realized that the love he wanted wasn't the love that he needed. And the love that he wanted was in his backyard. And he goes back to the family and ends up being with Grace and starting his own TV show and stuff. It's a, it's a, it's a really, really cool tale, actually. Like, it's a really cool, like, sometimes, you know, if you say no to Hollywood, they only want you more. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty much the summary of the movie. So I guess we can move on uh, to the... Or did you have any thoughts about the movie itself? Uh, um, Like, what what are your thoughts? I guess, like, just, like, normal thoughts of this movie is just, like... This movie is just one that you kind of just have to, like, watch and go through because it's hard to tell you, like, all the things that you'll gather from, like, a lot of the nuanced things that Dickie and Grace really show and their expressions and how they deal with mm-hmm. things and the way that he interacts with these kids... Like, there's just so much beautiful chemistry between all four of those main actors, the two kids, the mom and Dickie. It's just, like, honestly, like, so much of the other actors in this movie don't matter at all because of how good the chemistry of those four is. And it is kind of crazy. Like, and there's a lot of comic stuff with all the other actors and celebrities in this movie. And they're great cameos and stuff in it. But really, it truly is just about these four and their connection with each other and how well they connect with each other. Yeah, I like the idea of, you know dickie roberts learning what it's like to have a family and like the whole movie itself almost asks you know what would happen if a kid didn't have a childhood and it's like sacrificed for fame and fortune Mm -hmm. so it's like showing him as an adult and he still acts very much like a kid but almost lost in a way because he never really had a childhood and in the sense doesn't even have a real adulthood he just is almost abandoned he's lost mm-hmm. and he needs to find that family and what it means to have well, especially in just today's age with so many child old school child actors coming out and saying how horrible being a child actor was and how horrible it is to try to go back to normal life after that and like 
just they're failing to ever get that same success again and them wanting to be actors their entire life because they don't know how to be anything else other than that and them having to deal with a lot of like really horrible situations and really awful parents and parents stealing their money and all these other things that a lot of child actors have had to deal with and just like the abuse that a lot of child actors have to take and the for minimalistic pay and stuff like that it's it's really interesting and watching this movie and like today's age hearing a lot of those stories and then seeing a lot of child actors come together for this movie and kind of talk about all those exact things and really showcasing what that means in a way that's both comical and felt with heart but still gets a lot of good points across yeah exactly so i guess uh we could look at a little off the top I think you've probably got to cut the ex-girlfriend. I I love Alyssa Milano as a character, and I think there's a funny joke with her at the end when they give her a part in the episode uh, where the episode's called A Bitch Who Doesn't Know She's a Bitch. Like, I think... (laughs) I think think the only reason that even works as well as a joke is because of how much you hate that character throughout the entire movie, but I think if I was going to cut anything from this movie... It'd probably be that just because like you could have Grace and George separate without her him running off with Dickie's ex. I think that was a and, and I mean, it was a good way to show that he's not the same. He doesn't want to be with her anymore. He doesn't want the same things anymore. And I I know why they put it in there. But to me, it just did feel like really off when that happened, when she came back, at least. I'd, I'd agree with you. Like she she's definitely a character that doesn't necessarily need to be there and i actually i would cut someone else entirely uh if it were up to me i would completely cut out the husband and his role in this movie he only exists to get david spade in that house and to be an asshole that's the only reason he exists his character sucks and i just i think the movie would not change and would probably be better if his character just wasn't in the movie at all because he doesn't bring anything to it yeah yeah, I it, it, that is like interesting because like I've thought about that too, but then I'm like always like how reluctant the kids and the wife are at first is kind of part of the story of it. So I'd be I'd be interested in like how that would have to change to take him out. Yeah. But I also agree like he does nothing to the movie besides that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, they would have to rewrite. But I feel like almost anything else would be better. That, that's fair, <laughs> Just, you know. I don't know. I I I didn't like his character. There were a couple funny moments, mm-hmm. like at the end when he's kind of down <laughs> on his luck after running off with Dickie Roberts' girlfriend. Yeah, like that's hilarious. Yeah, I love when she throws the bottle at his head. <laughs> right. I I just I just think his character's pointless. Yeah. But seeing him get beamed in the back of the head with a bottle made me smile. Well, and it's kind of funny because like both of those characters, they're both characters that don't necessarily be in it, but they have really good jokes at the end because of how awful they were. And like... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and even him getting the walking amnesia and then becoming like Islamic and like joining like a paragraph where he's like jumping in the background to like... this, <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is this? What is going on? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I have to agree with that. Like, there's not a whole lot else I would cut from this movie. Other than that, I think most of the rest of this movie really works. Uh, I, I yeah, there, I think it, it maybe goes on a little bit too long before he gets to the family. Like, 
even maybe cutting some of the other like really weird families like that weird guy that like always wanted to like have sex with him and like shoving a Twinkie down his mouth and then even showing back up later at the hospital. I was like, there's no way you're going to do that in front of the place you work. That's so weird. Like you're just a weird, like there's some characters that are just there to be weird characters. Yeah. (laughs) Anything else you would cut? No, not necessarily. I don't think I'd really cut anything else. Um, there are definitely some moments in the movie that are just kind of bizarre in my opinion, but I'll get, I'll get into that in our uh, final thoughts and ratings section. Okay. Final thoughts and ratings. Uh, I guess if you want to go ahead, go ahead, give your rating for it then. Right. I, I think it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, it's a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I do think it is quite forgettable. There are a lot of funny moments, and I think the story is endearing, and there are some great quotes, but I do think it is kind of forgettable. Like earlier, even in yeah. this episode <laughs> that we were talking, I, I completely forgot about the bunny mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but also just there are some weird moments in the movie that I'm like, that just didn't even need to be in there. <laughs> and one specifically, I think it is so weird and bizarre that Dickie Roberts, when he's staying and sleeping in the kids' bedroom with them, which one, that's just that weird, weird yeah. but they're going to bed and he spends the time <laughs> talking to these two young kids, like a seven and a 10 year old about how hot their mom is <laughs> and how he basically wants to bang her. Oh, yeah. He says it a couple like, times. He's like talking about how he wants to do their mom and how she has a nice chest and stuff. And I'm like, these are these are kids. And I know the joke is like he doesn't yeah. get it because he's, you know. But I'm like that. Are they real? I I think they're real. I bumped into the other day and I was like, boing. <laughs> you think yeah, she's wearing granny like, panties or is she wearing that sweet thong? <laughs> that's so weird to talk to these. Like, yeah, it's like a. I don't know how old these. Kids uh, I are, think they're like they, probably like, ten and twelve or ten and thirteen or something. Like I definitely yeah. something like that. That it's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's it's a funny movie, and I think it's worth a watch. It's it came out in that same time era where like you know uh, Adam Sandler had a lot of his funny oh, yeah. movies and stuff, and it was also around the time where this type of comedy was still in its height, yeah. but starting dwindle to, down to slow down yeah so i think it's worth a watch i i don't think i'd buy it though. fair enough um i own this in every instance of the way you can own it i own a physical copy of it i own a digital copy of it i have a downloaded copy of it that i pirated way back in the day uh i have like a collector's edition wait what what you know, I, I don't need more i did about? when i was a child <laughs> statute of limitations i'm okay <laughs> plus i've already paid for it like four more other times (laughs) exactly uh i absolutely like love this movie it's like i said this is a movie i cherish but i also take this with a grain of salt because i know i love a lot of really dumb comedies and not a lot of other people do like i am a huge fan of the grown-up movies i know a lot of people groan and grunt even about that statement so like I love a lot of these really dumb comedies. I think they're, if they got good heart and they're funny and I can just turn off my mind and watch them and get out of a depressing mood, then that's worth it to me. And that's what this movie does for me more than any other movie does. Um, So that's why it's a must love, must watch, must buy for me. But I also like 
general public, I wish more people would know this movie. There's not many people I know that have seen this movie. Some people haven't even heard of this movie. So me even wanting to do reviews just kind of to get this out there, just see if other people will like it even half as much as I do. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I, I do think it's, I saw it once when I was younger. Mm-hmm when it first came out and i mean i think it's worth the watch like it should be experienced because it is it is it, you know heartfelt and endearing and is a funny comedy yeah. well that's our review for tiki roberts for child star then and like we said earlier come join us next week for iron giant right see you Bye. then